Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Absolutely. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney. This is the place where the brains are. The conversation is pointed and guests are sharp. There she is and the responses are what? They're never dull. Today, we're going to talk to Victoria Lichman. We're going to talk to her about her story and her journey and her truth. And also this thing called forgiveness in correlation with the relationship between mother and daughter. That's, that's a big word, forgiveness, and it takes work. I mean, every day. And I want to understand her philosophy because I just learned this at 60, that forgiveness is truly for yourself. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Victoria? I'm wonderful, April. Thank you so much for having me. I love being here. I love doing this and I love your energy. So I'm looking I forward to it. And I love those pearls. Girl, I am a pearl my uh, jewelry guy just got a whole shipment in of pearls, pink, black, and white. And girl, I went crazy. I <laughs> You would have thought I was a oyster. It <laughs> <laughs> was really good. I love them. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you, Precious, and how you show up in the world. You know, I searched a really long time for who I was in this world. I mean, I searched all over the world. I searched for meaning and purpose, and I searched for the understanding of the divine. I traveled to India and Israel, and I, I, I've done the search, and I finally realized it, it took a lot, but I found that it was inside, that it wasn't outside that I could go searching for it. It was just all inside of me. And I started showing up in the world as wanting, I had this deep craving to make a deep difference in the world, mm. to be part of the energetic flow of what would bring, help bring peace to this world, help bring more communication and, and peace to this world. And um, I ran for um, nine years. I had something called nightly healing, which is closed down. Um, where we had 365 days a year, we had um, counseling and, and meditation and um, wow. visualizations. It was amazing. I had 15 presenters around the world. And I had to close it down because I didn't charge for it, you know, thinking that um, it needed to be free. And, um, and My, then I, wait, let, me, let me stop you right there, Brian. Just take note. There's nothing free in life. Everything no. cost you mm -hmm. your money, your time, your sanity, mm -hmm. your self-respect, your dignity, your consciousness. Everything costs you something. Yes. So be willing to pay the price. Yep. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, that is okay. I, I closed it down and I spent several years, you know, just praying for what's next. What can I do that will bring not just me something, but the, the world something, even though no matter what we do, thinking that we're doing it for others, we're always doing it for ourselves. Absolutely. 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 What is the ROI? I mean, you know, you don't do things for shit and giggles. You want to charge, 
I mean, you know, you want to charge out of it. Is it philanthropic? Are you going to make some money? Is it entrepreneurial? Is it just self gratifying? Mm-hmm. It's got to be something in it. You got to have some skin in the game. Yes. Um, I am a, um, a, a practitioner, a senior practitioner with The Journey, which is a very deep, very beautiful cellular level healing modality. And that is on top of having a degree of of, um, a master's degree in counseling and being twice certified as a life coach and one one certified as an international life coach. I mean, I've got tons of degrees and and tons of certifications. As my Jamaican friends would say, you got more degrees than a thermometer. That's really but, but all of this, and, and I, I just want to stop you because there's something that you said that was very, very important. I want to go back to. You know, a lot of times people have these spiritual, intuitive gifts that they spend time, energy, and money on, like you've done, to develop them, but then they don't charge for that. That's their mm-hmm. gift brains. Your mm-hmm. pastor passes around a collection plate. The school has a fundraiser. Your car needs gas. Everything runs on the flute the fluidity of energy yes move it and so these people that have these energy gifts you know i don't understand why you guys feel that you should give it for free i can tell you i can't tell you how many people i mean that have heightened sense of awareness mm-hmm. and they don't package it mm-hmm. that's the first thing and then the second thing is um i think it's hard to package ourselves april it's yeah. hard for a lot of people in the healing world to package themselves Okay. They know how to package others, possibly, but they don't know how to package themselves. They know how to help others, but they don't know how to help themselves. Right. 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 It, it, I think that's very common in 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 this world. And I know, you know, for myself, I recognize completely that I got this "don't charge" from my upbringing. You know, my mother, she didn't work; she she volunteered. That's what women did in my culture you, and in my from, age group. Did you come from privilege, darling? Well, not privileged, not not privileged, but, you know, middle to upper class. Yes. Oh, that's privileged. Okay. I mean, there's people scratching shit with chickens. (laughs) Okay. And I, and I say that because I'm trying to frame it for people. I want people to see the entire. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. You know, I I was brought up with privilege too. You know, my mother, well, my mother worked, but it's is different than somebody that is actually struggling. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's but very it's very similar is the relationships that we can still have. So tell well, us a little bit about the relationship with your mom. That's a complicated relationship. I, my, my mom and I, we were very close. But I had so much anger at her. She was always trying to change me, trying to, you know, make me dress a certain way or behave a certain way or laugh a certain way. She, like my mother, my pimp, (laughs) she wanted me to be the person that everybody would love, that men would be attracted to, my mother, my pimp. And I could never fit into her mold. And it made me angry and it chipped away when I when I couldn't live up to her expectations and the constant criticisms and judgments. You know, she even offered to pay one of my friends to 
teach me to, how to dress correctly, to take me shopping. I mean, you know, it was just, it, it got ridiculous. But what I'm hearing mm -hmm. is that she was trying to relive her life vicariously through you. Yeah, well, that's a possibility. I mean, she she became she came from a very complicated childhood herself. But it's epigenetics. So her complication yes. turned into your complication. Yes, you have that children? is very true. You have a no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay, well, it would be her complication until yes. we break the cycle. And at your point, what we, you have to do is, again, you have to break that internal cycle or it'll get stuck because you're the last person in that, that lineage. So you have to free yourself of that. So and, after and you and I, went through all of that, what? how did it turn out? When my mom died, and this has a lot to do with the forgiveness area also, I I really thought I knew what forgiveness was. I, I mean, every healing modality and it, every religion, every self-help, they all say how important forgiveness was. And I thought I knew, but I had no clue. Um, and, and most people don't really know what forgiveness is because people say how important it is, but they don't tell you how to forgive or teach you how to do it. I mean, religions do, they say trusting God, but that is not truly. Well, you know, but that's, that's, that's offsetting it. That's offsetting it. You right. have to accept it. You have to acknowledge it. You got to take your part in it because it's not, it's not 100% somebody else's fault. You know, we lend to some of the situation too. Not all of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to place blame, but I'm trying to say, be conscious and be aware. Absolutely. Okay? And then you're able to process this and you can say, okay, you can separate. This is my stuff. This was mama's stuff. Well, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I, after she passed, I really, I really learned at that point how to forgive. And I wish I had learned it before because I, I realized after she passed that she had been my best friend. And I wish that I could have told her that. Well, you know, I, I can tell her now, energetically. Absolutely, you can tell her. Right, her now, and, and I do all the time. But I wish I could have told her when she was alive because she would have loved that one. Listen to this. You know, that's why I tell people to why wait until tomorrow for what you, you can, can do today. You can't. You and know? that to me is why I had, I had, I had to apologize. Time. Right, I had to uh, apologize to my father a yeah. few months ago, actually. Because I did not want him to feel like I was impeding in his space. He's a man of a particular age. He's got all of his marbles, mm -hmm. but he still wants to make his own decisions, have his privacy, have his space. You know, you can't run rogue. And so I could feel a little trepidation, trepidation in the conversation. And I brought it to his attention. I said, I take my part in that. I'm responsible. I'm not going to just come and railroad you. So I can understand how you feel now. And I can understand how your mother felt because again, you're her little princess. She wanted you, know. you know, shining it's like brand true. new money. It's very true. She wanted you to marry up. <laughs> my, my mom has played a huge part of my life. She was part of me really understanding forgiving. She has been very instrumental in, um, in the work I'm doing with um, mother daughters or actually with daughters, how to, um, get past the the mommy issues, right? Because just get past them. We can't change the past, but we can change our attitude about that. 
about the past. Right. We can, and and in learning how to forgive, um, I was able to really look at all the issues that I had with my mom and that other women have with their mom. It, you know, it's unbelievable. I, I put out the request to some people, to some groups that I'm in. Listen, I'm developing a new program on um, mommy issues. And I would love to speak to anyone who had contentious mother relationships. They came out of the woodwork. I didn't have enough time for all the appointments that people wanted. And I, I learned so much, but there was always the same basic message. And that message was, is they could not let go of those mommy issues running their lives. They just couldn't let go of the anger, the resentment. It's the same as forgiveness. They can't let go of the anger and resentment. It's the programming. You um, know? And, and the reason why I say that is we're all programmed. From the time you come out of the womb, yeah. okay, really, okay, you're already coming from a very strange place between urination and defecation in a puddle of blood. So it's traumatic just to get here, <laughs> okay? And to give you the visuals, brain. Uh, but, okay, so you come out and then you're put into these gender roles. A girl yes. acts XYZ. Mm -hmm. A boy mm -hmm. acts XYZ. And don't have two X's and a Y or two Y's and an X. Okay, a gay person acts like this. A transgender person acts like this. You you are not allowed to really be who you are. Now, on the same token, I have some guests on my show that they're the unschoolers and the unrulers of parents. And they kids, girl, please. I wouldn't take them to a dog fight. They're, they, they, really, because they're rude. You know, they don't interact. I don't even know if they shower, you know, just kind of, oh, so it's two sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So when, when, when you, you, you have a great relationship and I can say this, I really can say this. And I just thank the Lord three times a day. Me and my mother's relationship was not perfect, but baby, let me tell you, it was 95.5. Uh -huh. We were each other's best friends. I got to feel her last heartbeat when she died. Yeah, she I did with my, my home. You know, so these things are things that just take it to the next level. But you got these kids now, uh, Victoria, that will not, number one, no sense of religion for their children. I don't hear them talk about it. Number two, they don't encourage them to deal with grandma and grandpa. You know, call your grandma, thank her, go by and see her. We don't respect the value of our elders. So it's hard to kind of get back through that, if you understood what your initial trauma was or knew something about that person, you could edit and filter the information. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yes. But most people don't, aren't able, they might remember the trauma, but until they go in and, and, and work with and heal that trauma, they might, might not be able to see what's really going on. Because we know things here, we know things in our mind but we don't know things in our heart and our gut. And we really have to get there. I do a lot of emotional trauma release, mm -hmm. a lot of emotional work with people. I've specialized in emotions my whole career. Give us an example of something that you do. Um, I do the journey work with people, which is that deep healing modality that, that we do processes. And I also coach people. But for the most part, and, and I and, and I do it, I love that work one-on-one. -on -one, okay, and I do what, what, what I'm what I'm trying to see is I'm trying to get people 
a, a real snapshot of, you know, not the intellectual property, but is this done through hypnotherapy? Is this done through talk therapy? Is this done through shadow work, mirror work, emotional freedom technique? What is the, the underlying basis? Because you, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. These processes, the processes I work with are a combination of neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, um, uh, emotional, deep emotional work, okay. uh, spiritual work. It's a combination of all of that. And then with the coaching, I bring in all the other tools that I have in my tool about the mirror work, which is amazing. I know I did some about three weeks ago. Oh my God, I was shattered. I didn't think I had built up anxiety and emotions. It was crazy. It was, you know, I have to tell you a funny story. People had told me for years, stand in front of the mirror, do your mirror work. And I went, yeah, right. I said, okay, I'll do it. But I did it. I stood in front of the mirror and I looked in the mirror and I looked closer and I looked closer and I looked into my own eyes. And what I saw in there, I, I went, hi, hi, I know you. Oh my God, you could be my best friend. Why don't I talk to you more? And and it was just the most delicious, amazing experience. Mind-blowing, mind-blowing brains. It, it mind-blowing. really is. And anybody that's listening to this, just look in the mirror and look into your eyes. Look into your eyes because, it, you know, without the criticism and without the judgment of yourself, just look into your eyes until you see your soul. Mm-hmm. The Reverend Al Sharpton told me I was at a an event and I was one of his guests. I was there and I was in the mirror and I was, you know, getting all pretty and stuff. And he was standing there just kind of looking. And I said, oh, hi, Rev. He said, I just want to tell you something, Sister April. He said, that mirror is not just for your reflection. There's also a place for you to make corrections. Mm-hmm. I said, well, all righty then. <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> I got that one. Okay. Really? You know, I put the lipstick away and I was like, okay, now when you see something, you know, you got to really get into it and, and see how it resonates with you. Okay. So now check this out. You've done this amazing work. You've got the daughter together. The daughter has to reintroduce herself to that same mother, but with a different attitude. Mm-hmm. That's you know, that's an aha moment for both of them because mm-hmm. mama is used to the same old thing. You know, mama's 60, 70, 80, mm-hmm. a, a cute 45. Mm-hmm. She's she's in a totally different headset now, a headspace. How do we keep ourselves balanced through that? You know, okay. we're all one road. Let, let, me, let me make a slight correction. Forgiveness and mommy work or any emotional trauma work dealing with real forgiveness and and real healing, it doesn't matter whether the person is still alive or not. Okay. Okay, So it doesn't matter if you have to go in front of them and say it, because honestly, forgiveness has nothing ever to do with the other person. It is only to do with us. They might've harmed us in some way, but it's us that is carrying the emotional trauma from that. It's us carrying that that, that baggage that clings to us and holds us back. It, 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 that it has its hooks in us. We have to like go of the emotional hooks. And 
I teach people how to do that through forgiveness, both in working with them one-on-one -on -one and working in groups and giving my seminars. And even though I don't mention it in the mother-daughter work, that's huge. And it's huge in any emotional trauma work. Because for me, until we learn how to forgive, forgiveness, all that forgiveness is, is letting go. Letting go of the hooks, letting go of the trauma, letting go of the attachment that we have to the story, letting go of the story itself. We can't change what happened. The story is still there. But, you know, it's the desire to finally let go of the emotions that are holding us in the grip. It's like it's, a Disney movie. Let it go. That, that's right. Let it go. Let it that's, go. Let it go. I was like, wow. You know, and, and I'm telling you, kids really gravitated to that. But I want I want to talk about um the retreat. Okay. okay. So now this is like an intense mastermind, spiritual awakening, cleansing, forgiveness, love fest. <laughs> It's, it's actually, it is. It, anything doing with me is is just that. It's, it, it. it's a love fest. I know. And so tell us a little bit about it, where it's going to be held, how often? Well, it's held on Zoom. I do one every couple of months right now. And there's a phenomenally beautiful website, if I do say so myself. Every time I look at it, I go, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Thepowerofforgiving.com. Thepowerofforgiving.com. And in that is both uh, links to the retreat, like on every page, right up on top, the power of forgiving retreat and the experience for forgiveness circle. So experience forgiving circle. So every week on Sunday nights, I just have a 45 minute where, where people come on Zoom and and we talk about forgiveness because like I said, people know how important forgiveness is, but they don't know how to forgive. They don't know what the experience of actual forgiveness would bring them in their lives. Yeah. They don't know that they can forgive without condoning the behavior. They can forgive without having to forget what happened. Wow. And you can have the capacity to grow for more forgiveness. Because for me, forgiveness—stuff off, you know. That's, just that's exactly right. You know what, April? For me, forgiveness isn't about forgiving one person or one incident. Forgiveness is a state of mind. It's a way of life. Wow. You know, and and it goes right along with gratitude. You know, it's like people that have gone through really hard times, they want to oh, I'm grateful. And you know what? They're not. They don't want to say that they're not grateful. There's no room in their lives for gratitude. It's like somebody that is so filled with self-hate and somebody talks to them about self-love. They go, oh, I love myself. It's like, no. I was telling my girlfriend that the other day. I said, when you're with me, honey, you got to speak that love language because you suck the oxygen right out the room. <laughs> You know, you look at yourself and you, you look in the mirror and oh, do I have something in my teeth? Do my, I don't like my hair. I don't like the wrinkles in my face. I said, you know what? You better count all that joy. Mm. You better count it all joy. You got a testimony. There's things that you've overcome in your life. And so uh, even relationships, you know, uh, mother, daughter, let's not even talk about the, the, the father, mother, mommy issues. That's just on steroids. Uh they're just, you know, all I'm dealing with is the daughters themselves. People, you know, women over 45, really. It, that's, there's so many issues 
but I'm just working with this one because of my experience myself with it. Right, right. Well, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Before we conclude, I want to ask you a couple questions. I want to ask you about the dogs. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, it, this is audio, so I can't just show you one. But you can, it's <laughs> video too. Yes, I see them, absolutely. Let me show you. Hi, baby. <laughs> now, my friend Mary, don't get me to saying what the dog's name is, but very, very similar. I think we talked about that. And you show your dogs as well, right? I do. I show them. Um, I've tried breeding, but have not had good luck with it. Um, it, it I've had too many puppies die. So Aww. this time I am going to breed one of the girls, but I'm not going to whelp the litter. I'm going to have them do it. Um, okay, so now what got you into that? And tell us a little bit about the dog and the breed. The breed is Silken Windhounds, and they are a sight hound. Um, uh, and they are the most loving, intuitive animal. I, I just, and they're calm and they're beautiful and they're elegant inside and out. Um, they're like knee high or a little bit higher than knee high. They're a medium sized dog. And I um, so appreciate them in my life. You know, anybody that has an animal will wow. be able to, to be able to know what I mean when I say, when I wake up in the morning and I look in their eyes and I see that love, mm. everything's okay. Well, everything's you know, okay. uh, God is dog spelled backwards. <laughs> there is absolutely love. The coyotes jumped over my fence, kidnapped, and ate my dog. Oh, April. I was, I'm telling you, and I haven't had one since. I've had a dog 56 years. I've always had a dog. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, maybe, I, you know, I was thinking if I foster, but then if I foster, then, you know, no. But I had an animal communicator come on my show, one of my guests, and she channeled him. And she told me things that I knew he only knew. She had, I had mm -hmm. never talked to her about him before. And so there is a deep-seated love with, with, I find it with dogs. Some people with cats, I'm not a cat. Yes, I, I, neither am I. I'm not, but neither I'm a dog. Love my dog. I think I need that codependency. You know, I, I I need to I need to be the one to open the door and then he goes through it, you know, or, or he's on the other side waiting for me to come in. I get it. So now you show the dogs. Tell us a little bit about dog showing, because I don't know. Is there prize money? Is there breed? No, there's no prize money. You do it because of the love of your animal. And isn't my dog the cutest? And people are very, very competitive, which I'm not. You know, I just go because of my friends that are there and because I love my dogs and I love their dogs. And it, for me, it's just a social event, but people are very, very competitive. And I, I do a lot of dog training because I love developing the relationship between me and my animals. And I help other people do that. Um, so it, it shows that you're able to communicate on a lot of different levels. It's kind of why I brought yes, that. Yes, yes. It's not just the mommy-daughter thing. No, it's that not. Guy. It's not just forgiveness or mommy-daughter. I have a very, very beautifully well-rounded life with unbelievable friends. I am, I, I, I am so taken with what the universe has provided me, you know, with friendships and and relationships and the work that I do is so rewarding. I'm so honored 
to be in people's lives in the way that I am. And I'm so honored. You know, I, I, I know one thing, April. I know that it is my main work with people to let them see in my eyes that I see them as something more than they can see themselves at that moment. That I can see them not as they showed up yesterday, but I can be with them in that moment as who they truly are inside, not what they did yesterday, not how they showed up as yesterday, but here and now. And I can see them as more as they can see themselves. And I want them to see that in my eyes so that they can uplift themselves with that. And my other main job in this world is to be around the people that do that for me. Exactly. So I can look in their eyes when I forget who I am and remember. Well, that's beautiful. That is the best way to close it out. Thank you so much, Victoria. Or just such a gift, Victoria. Thank you so much for being here on the edge. Please tell my brains how they can get in contact with you. They can uh, get the website. Let me make sure I have that right because I'm going to put it at the back of the interview. The power of forgiving.com and the yes. retreat and all the information. Tell us a little bit about how to get in contact with you. So if you are interested in talking to me further in uh, either working with me or even just coming up with an idea of where you can go for the healing that you want in your life, you can go to talk to Victoria, talk the number two, you have to put the number two, talk to Victoria.com and make an appointment. It will lead you right to a calendar to make a free 30 minute appointment with me. It's absolutely free. And I'm only there at that moment to be with you, to hear what it is that you want to change in your life, to uh, be present with you, maybe come up with a roadmap for you. And um and I look forward to to being with you guys. And April, I can't thank you enough for having me on your show. This is delightful. You're delightful. Your podcast is wonderful. Thank you. And you're wonderful too. You know, and I encourage you, Brain, it's never too late to forgive yourself. <laughs> the heck That's with somebody the hardest else. thing to do. Exactly. The heck with somebody else. But work with Victoria. Talk to her. You know, release some of this baggage so that you can have capacity to grow and mm -hmm. space space for new drama. Because <laughs> it's going to come. It's going to come. Yeah, but we don't have to handle it in the same way. You have new tools. But that's what I said. You've got an opportunity in this life to figure out how you're going to process. How right. you're going to receive it. You know, right. And figure out and choose how you want to show up in this world. Absolutely. That's right. You at the beginning, how do you show up in the world? So right. thank you so much, Victoria. You are the absolute best brains. I need you to go to this location and put it right here so you can see it. Can you see that? Uh, and to be able to have a cup of tea with a good friend, right, Victoria? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Look. Look at that. And these are limited <laughs> edition mugs, and you got the new one. Thank you so much for being here with us on the edge. Love, like, share, subscribe, go in and take a listen. Like I said, she's providing these 45 minute uh, retreats Great. from the comfort of your own home. How easy yep. is that? You could be yep. in your slippers and your robes with some bonbons. <laughs> so we love you, Brains, and we love you too, Victoria. Thank you so much. And pat the dog on the head for me, okay? I will. All right. I Bye, will. Brains.